The title of today's message is Creativity, Art, and Responsibility. Wow, Pastor, that doesn't sound too spiritual. I assure you, it is. Last Sunday, we began our new series on leadership based on the book of Genesis. Although Genesis is mainly about the origins, how God created the universe, the fall of man, and how the nation of Israel began. We may learn much on biblical leadership, which the kingdom of God always welcomes, and our nation, the Philippines, desperately needs. Some of the things covered last week was God is the ultimate creator. Can we say God is the creator? What was the implication we shared? We must have a high view of God. Even though Christ introduced him as Father, and Christ was our friend, introduced to us our Savior and friend, he is also Lord. But then we look at the Old Testament that God created everything. Even though we are allowed to be intimate in our relationship with God, we must always have a high view of God. He is creator. He is powerful. With just his words, he created the world. And who are we? We are a speck of dust in the universe. Not even as big as a star. We're not even a star. Look in the heavens. Uh, Look at night and we're not even as big as any of those stars. We're not even bigger than any asteroid perhaps. Perhaps unless there are mini tiny asteroids, maybe we are the match. But we are nothing. But through Christ, the love of God was expressed that to God, he gave us all through Christ. The love of God is amazing in Christ. Yet in our hearts, we must not forget that he must be increased, we must decrease because he is creator. Never lose a high view of God. And number two, we discussed that God put order into chaos. Therefore, we must learn, if we want to become leaders, we must know how to put order into chaos. Yung magulo, inaayos. We try to put in order if things are a mess. And that's why leadership, they say, begins at home. By listening to your mother. When she says to you, fix your bed. Put your shoes in the right place. It begins there that you learn to put order into things. And even as you become part of communities or organizations, it's, a, it's part of leadership is putting order into the chaos. Isn't that important that we put order into the chaos? When everything is messed up, people are unhappy. When there is no strong leadership to put order into a nation, People feel disturbed. Another thing we discussed last week was God is a God of boundaries. As he created the earth, the water, the seas are here, the land is here. The water above the expanse and the water beneath. There is rain and it goes around. There, is, there are boundaries. God put boundaries and we must respect these boundaries. And it's not only the boundaries of the earth. God put in his word certain boundaries we should never cross. There are boundaries of ethics that is in the word of God. 
the book of Proverbs says that God does not like a businessman who cheats his customers. Faulty weights, God hates. Oh, God may not hate the person, but he hates the, the act of cheating somebody. There are boundaries we should not cross. Some people, when they start business, just so that they can earn more, cheat the customer of the quality. So what happens after that? The customer becomes wiser and says, this is not quality. I will not buy from this person again. Then you lose business. But rather, fulfill the boundaries God has put. There are boundaries in terms of sexual relationships. Call me old-fashioned, whatever you want, but I'd rather be biblical because I love God and fear God and I respect the boundaries. It's always messy when you cross the boundaries. It will always be difficult when you cross the boundaries. But there is harmony and peace when we are within the boundaries. We must respect these boundaries. Even between nations, the sense of boundary is important. I was talking to, to a foreigner, and he was talking about his nation. I'll not mention his nation because I might create an international scene. He said, oh, uh, how about your neighboring uh, how is the relationship uh, between your country and your board, the other border? My friend, my only dream is to kill one of them. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I'll never mention again. Because they have a strong sense of boundary. Why are we offended when we feel our waters are being taken over by another country? Because we have a sense of boundary. And we must respect these boundaries. God is a God of boundaries. And number four, God created an ecosystem. Everything fit together. Everything works. And we must protect this ecosystem. We must protect the trees because if there are no trees, floods will happen. We must protect the creation, the ecosystem that God made. In the same way, if everybody is in technology and nobody does agriculture, what will happen to the world? Uh, we don't know. Unless technology improves agriculture, like what Israel is doing, then it is fantastic. But what if everybody is in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, and then uh, there's nobody planting food? Ah, we must take care of the ecosystem. Now, leaders must apply this principle in their own communities. There is an ecosystem. Even GCF, we have an ecosystem here of every department, of every ministry that is here, works together and impacts the family. We create ecosystems. Why we have a youth, why we have young adults, why we have prayer meetings, why we have growth groups, is so that we grow in our relationship with one another. You see, nobody's perfect. Can you say nobody's perfect? Can you say, I am not perfect? With that imperfection, God wants us to connect with one another and learn humility. Because at times you feel you're right, but how can you be humble when you're right? Remember, it's also said the meekness of wisdom. How can we be meek when we are wise? Because a true wise man does not brag about his wisdom. He is careful to use the words in the proper time, in the proper place. Because God wants us to connect. God wants us to learn how we can forgive one another. 
How can we let go? How can we support one another despite the differences? God wants us to be in an ecosystem. So why learn leadership? Last Monday in our growth group, a good brother was, uh, was uh, sharing to me, and I liked the engagement. He said, well, when, when he saw the title, he wondered how leadership will fit in Genesis 1. And uh, of course, at first as well, it seems hidden, but it's actually there when God said, rule over the earth. So there's an implication of leadership, at least leading the animals, right? Can you lead animals? Or have you even tried? It's amazing, really, when I bought this huge goat called King George. I called him King George because he has a harem, okay? Uh, of, we tried 20 female goats, and my, my, my shepherd says, Sir, kulang. Okay, what do you mean? He's going crazy. Okay, make it 40 female goats. So we put 40 female goats. Then came back, sir, kulang paren. What do you mean? Sir, binabanatan yung poste. Okay, then we reached 60 female goats. He's really a king, you know, amazing goat. But he knows his name. When I walk, I call his name, King George. He would come like a dog. And I would pat him, you know, and... Uh, haven't done that lately. But animals can be led, right? It's amazing that some of these viral videos where a man is part of the pride of lions. Have you seen that video? It's just, whoa, that blows me away. Do not try that at home, okay? Do not try that at the zoo, ever, okay? He was, he planned it from, there were cubs. But amazing, still, even the fall of man, the image of God is still there to lead. To lead. Why learn leadership? God moves through his leaders more often than not. If you occupy a leadership position, no matter how small, God wants to move through you. Whether it's a company or in the church, or a small group, or in a school, or among classmates. If you occupy a leadership position, God wants to use you. If you do not, you can still influence others with the right character. God moves through leaders. The theme, this theme of leadership is all over scripture, including Genesis. Remember, we talked about, we read about, and we studied Abraham. We studied Jacob and Joseph. These are amazing leaders of their time. God is in the business of raising leaders. Therefore, we should also be in the business of growing leaders, including ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I want, I pray that the Bible is the foundation. Don't be hungry for position Spiritually especially, if you are not studying the scriptures carefully. Opportunities will open for you to bless others. And I hope you are grounded in the truth. However, leadership is not just about influencing, planning, organizing, and managing as, as business school teaches us. 
You just have to plan, you organize, you give assignments to each person, and then lead the team. No, no, but leadership is not just about that. Yes, it is about putting order. Yes, it is about organizing. Yet it's also about looking at the big picture because there's an ecosystem. Some people don't understand the ecosystem, right? Yeah, like, like geez, I was, I from, I'm from UP, all right? UP Los Banos, my wife too, that's where we met. UP Los Banos. And, and you meet these, these people. Of course, we study different philosophies. And we get into a lot of debates sometimes, like, like uh, 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 they're anti-capitalism. Uh, you know, do a rally against this, 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 uh, this company or that company until it closes down. So I said, do, do you know what you're, you're saying? Do you know what you're saying? You shut down these factories, where will we work? Are we that good in agriculture? We're not that good in agriculture. Where will we work? You, you, you attack certain businesses. Not all businesses are evil, by the way. A lot of them give value to us. You attack them, then you demand support from the government. Where does the money come from anyway? From the taxes. Given by a lot of businesses and individuals who work in those businesses. And then you keep demanding more money. Don't you understand the economics, the economic ecosystem? So somebody said to me in here in Bicol, we should have this retirement village here. It's a good business, Mr. Ed. I said, not without a first-class hospital. You're going to invite people to retire here, those Bricolanos who work in these, in these first world countries to come back here. And you're going to invite Europeans, Americans, Japanese to come here in a village. Fantastic plan. Because that's the ultimate tourism money. Why? It's not just visitors spending. It's people coming here, staying here and spending their pension here. Meaning money comes here. Buying power comes here. So we have business, right? More business, more opportunity. But, but not without a first class hospital. I said, you build that, then we can promote the other side. Because we have to think in ecosystems. <sighs> Let's go to today's message. Leadership is also about creativity, art, and responsibility. Forgive my sarcasm. Are you still listening to me? <laughs> you see, I love you in the Lord. Can you say, I love you in the Lord? Uh, tell the person beside you, I love you in the Lord. You know, always say, I love you in the Lord, okay? That's safe. Don't just say, I love you, all right? Uh, that can be dangerous. <laughs> so, I love you in the Lord. Okay, first thing we want to discuss, three things I want to discuss with you. One is, God is the ultimate artist of His beautiful world. Ah, God is an artist. He's not just an artist, He's the ultimate artist. The world is full of color and shapes. Don't you know art is about colors and shapes? Yes, some of you have spatial space, not special. Space, S-P-A-C-E, spatial intelligence. Baka sabihin mali ang slang ko eh. Space, the sense of space is very good. That's why some of you can copy shapes, can copy phases because you broke it down into shapes. 
And then you break it down into color, color schemes. It's just amazing. If you look at the world, it's just an amazing world. You go from one country after another and nature is just beautiful and nature is unique. That's why we want to travel. Because we want to see for ourselves in person. Wow. You know how crazy Filipinos are. Filipinos when they see snow for the first time. They go crazy. You know, I said, my, my friend says, you know, when we were there, it snowed for the first time. We were jumping out and up and down outside our house. And all the neighbors are crazy guys. Because <laughs> they've seen snow all their life. And when I was in Canada, my cousin-in-law said, Ed, what's a typhoon? I haven't seen a typhoon. I'd like to visit the Philippines to experience a typhoon. I said, no, 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 no. You don't want to experience a typhoon. You know, roofs fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're stuck in the house, windows like that. We were, we were securing ourselves. And trees fall down. It can fall on your car or whatever. Wow. You see, it's just because nature, even the calamities are amazing, right? Okay, you just don't want to be in the middle of it. But there's a purpose. Like, do you know that there was this problem called coccolisa among, among coconut trees? Yeah, yeah, it was all over the news. So at, at first, we were, we were kind of concerned because it was already in Quezon. Is it coming now to Bicol? Because if it affects our coconut trees, oh my... Coconut farmers only earn like 20,000 plus minus a year for a hectare of coconuts. I said, if it comes here, what will they eat? So it was a concern. Then Glenda came. Remember Glenda? Glenda came. And I heard this from, from a friend who knows a friend who had the problem of coccolisap. And he said, you know, the coccolisap is gone. And I thank Glenda for it. I said, wow, even the typhoon has a purpose. You have typhoons in your life? They're just removing the coccolisa. <laughs> uh, okay, God is the ultimate artist of his beautiful world. Leaders must value art and should be artistic because God is artistic. Just, you know, there, there's a group called bird watchers, right? And I do mean real birds, okay? Uh, they, they have these high-powered cameras. They take pictures. And, and I would understand because whenever I'm in the farm in San Jose Partido, you would see all these different colors landing near my window. And I would be just inside and I would just be amazed at diff the different colors of birds and the different shapes. It's amazing, astounding, really. God is an artist. And I hope we still appreciate the beauty of creation. Oh yes, the real art out there is much more beautiful than the art inside the computer. Number two, God made man in his image. We are in his image. The context of the first chapter of Genesis is creation. Uh, let us make man in our image. One clue to the Trinity is he, he said, let us, plural, make man in our image. Yes, there is one God, but there is that term, us. 
Throughout Genesis, he keeps saying he is one God, yet there seems to be a, a, a fellowship there of, of not just one, but considered as one. Let us make man in our image. So man in his image means that God gave man, well, his image. But what can we get out of context? You know, one way to study scripture is do not be jump to interpretations. You look at the context before you go to an interpretation. What's the context? It was the context of creation. God is an artist. God put order into things. God put boundaries. It's creation. God created. It means God gave man creative powers. You have creative powers. But you can only create out of what God created. God created from nothing. Nothing. You cannot create from nothing. You can only create based on what God has created. Uh, a painter can only create something. Uh, he needs a, a paper, a canvas that was already from a tree that was also from the earth. And ink that came from other plants. It's also from the earth that we create. We, we mine and use minerals to build things like this heavy pulpit. Anybody want this pulpit? It's really heavy. But isn't it amazing? Huh? We can create and we can recreate. And man has invented many things on this earth. He has invented ships and rocket ships and planes that once upon a time was impossible. But became possible because men tried to use that creative power within them. I hope we use it. Because many are lazy brain. You know, lazy brain. They don't want to read. They don't want to learn. They don't want to study. They just want to relax and play and have fun. You know what Proverbs says? Those who love pleasure end up poor. Huh? Yes. Those who love pleasure end up poor. Young men, young women, learn to work early before you become poor. Oh, sleep is important. Do you know that sleep is important? But Proverbs says those who love sleep will become poor as well. Sleep is important, but if you love sleep, I don't love sleep. I need sleep. You understand? You need sleep, but please don't love it. Pastor, I cannot attend the prayer meeting. I, did, I failed to attend the prayer meeting because I overslept. I don't want to hear that reason. It means you cannot conquer yourself. How will you conquer the world that God gave you? How can you fulfill his plan in you if you cannot even conquer yourself? The creative image involves innovation, problem solving, and achieving amazing things. Yes, yes, when, when there is a problem or we don't have enough resources, we can be creative. Do you know that every child was born creative? The image of God is very clear on the creativity. Give them a piece of paper and they will draw something. They will create something. They will. But because school thinks creativity 
art is only here, math and science is here, therefore we as a people and as, a, as the, the world, the citizens of the world, many of us have lost our creativity. So when I give you a piece of paper and I say to you, draw. We don't know how to draw, right? When I give you ink and I say, paint. We don't know how to paint, right? When we play the music and we say, dance. We don't know how to dance. Yeah. And because you don't know how to, to dance, you are irritated with this song leader who tells you, let's dance. <sighs> dance na naman. When we watch a film, we don't see the beauty of the storyline. We just see, oh, it's a good film. Why? They just killed one another until the end. Fantastic movie. That's for men. For the women, wow, it's just killing from the start to end. Shallow, 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 shallow. Because we do not want to expand the mind anymore. And God put man in charge of his beautiful yet functional creation. The earth is beautiful yet functional, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And we have to take the initiative to nurture the earth so that the earth may nurture the people who are in the image of God. He said, take care of the earth. Take dominion. Rule. Then he said, and you can eat from every plant. What does that mean? If we take care of the earth, the earth takes care of us. The more we don't take care of the earth, the earth cannot sustain us. You know why they say the high, this very high inflation in Bicol? Because our vegetables come from very far. There's so many restaurants here that need vegetables and they buy from very far places. And most of us are, keep asking, what's a good business here, Pastor Ed? I said, plant. Somebody asked me, oh, chairman of Cacao Council, what's our program? I said, plant. Just plant. What do you mean program? Keep planting. Do you need a special graph to say how you're going to plant or what? Do you need a pie chart so I can present to you? Just plant. And nurture and take care. Amazing, right? Genesis 1 is so rich. This is the second sermon on Genesis 1. No, technically the third, because the first one was two and a half years ago. Last week was Genesis 1. This week is Genesis 1. And mind you, next week is still Genesis 1, all right? I hope you're here, huh? Don't, don't miss this Genesis 1 series. Let's go to the application. We have to glorify God in the beauty of His creation. We have to learn to appreciate his creation. Uh, do you still appreciate? Do you still appreciate the world around you? Oh, we have to. We have to always say, "Alam kahit mababaw." You know, you, you appreciate it. You, you, the sense of wonder and awe should always be there. Don't be like a grumpy person. Yeah, I've seen the sky. So what? I've seen the sea so many times on TV. So what? Then you know, you, you, can't you appreciate 
the painting of God on the sky. It's a moving image. The clouds are never the same. Can you look at, there are varieties of trees, but each variety is still unique. Each tree is unique. You know that mango trees are mango trees, but there are no two equal mango trees. Can't you appreciate the, the uniqueness, yet the variety? I mean, okay, let me ask you to draw. To draw a billion different trees. Can you? A billion. I don't know, you may lack the lifetime, right? But, but that's how it is. Every tree that, that grows is unique from the other tree. Even though they're both peely nuts, they're still unique. And yet God has given us different types of fruits. You like fruits? I like fruits. You have to love fruits. And you, you like juice? Fresh juice? Oh, I hope you like fresh juice. Don't go for those, those, those tetra packs. They'll poison your body. Go for the real juicer. And we have here in church. We just don't have the, the dates yet. But you can come here with your veggies and fruits and juice it. Juicing is fantastic. Better than blending, by the way. Why? Because blending has metal, metal stuff that burns the nutrients. But it's just amazing that the taste is so amazing. God gave us taste buds. Huh? What for? Do we need it? No, we don't need taste buds to survive. Why? But because God is an artist. He's also a chef. He made these different fruits with different colors, different shapes, different tastes. So when you bite it, even with blindfold, you know that's an apple. Ah, that's a green apple. Oh, 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 that, that, that's, that's mandarin. That's a mango. Why did God give us taste buds? So we can appreciate his art. Glorify God in the beauty of creation. Learn to appreciate music. Do you like music? I hope you like music. All music comes from the Lord. Where did music come from? Where do you think man learned music? From the rhythm of creation. Did you hear me? So don't say, oh, that's worldly music and this is Christian music. Where did that thought come from? If the lyrics are bad, don't sing it or change it if you want. But all music comes from who? The creator. It's from the rhythm of the universe. Where there's a rhythm. Listen to the sea. It goes in a rhythm. There's a rhythm. There is a, even a tone for the roar of the lion. The high-pitched tone of the elephant. And even your dog has a rhythm when they bark. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Then, sometimes, how? <laughs> Listen, and you will hear. The birds sing. And then man created the instruments. They formed a beat because they heard it from creation. And music has evolved ever since. 
That's why I tell some musicians, you know, we have to explore music. Let's not just be tied with one kind of music. Let's explore it and create even our own. Once upon a time, you were young and you could play. You could play an instrument. Once upon a time, you could sing. Then you say, but as I grew old, I got so busy with work and I cannot play or sing anymore. And I'd like to say to you, the image of God is still within you. You can come back, make it a hobby, and you'll be surprised as you keep doing it. The music will come back. Your art will come back. And suddenly there is more life to you. God meant us to be whole. Yes, yes, you have to put things in order. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, you are an accountant and everything must be in order. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you must, you're, you're a doctor. You have to analyze stuff. Yes, yes, and yes. But then do not neglect the other part of life which, make, which makes you alive, which makes you smile, will make you say, praise the Lord. Number two, exercise creative powers. Yeah, we are in the image of God. Practice the possibility thinking. These things are possible. Don't be trapped in one thing. You know, people only think, you know, to, to, to succeed in life, I have to work abroad. And that's all they think about. Can you think of other things? There are a hundred of different ways to earn well. But we're so trapped in one thinking. You have to look at the possibilities. We have to innovate. Try something new. Can you build something? I believe you can. If you're a writer, write a story. Solve problems. You know, a lot of people succeed by just solving problems. A lot of businessmen became rich just by solving problems. Find a problem. Solve it. And are people willing to pay for it? Maybe. Maybe not. But as you solve the problems of others. We had the problem of communication, so they made the cell phone. Then there was the internet. Find a problem to solve. A lot of people were being emotion, becoming emotionally disturbed. Therefore, we had therapists who would be willing to listen. They're solving a problem. Solve a problem. There is this guy. Well, his name is Dr. Prahalad, uh, Doctors of Business. And he wrote a case study about an eye clinic somewhere in India. Because there's this part of India that was so poor that if you have a cataract, they could not afford $1,000 to remove the cataract. And if you're blind in India, you're good as dead. Why? They rely so much on the ground to plant and to harvest. So if you are blind, you are useless. So there was this guy who said, his doctor who said, ah, there must be a way. There must be a way. What if I bring it down to $50? So he was trying to solve the problem down to $50. But can I earn? Can the other doctors earn with $50? There must be a way. And he said, let's look at what's happening around the world. He saw the, the McDonald's thingy, which is what fast food system, very fast turnover. Uh, uh, you order, you don't stay very long, you don't wait 15 minutes, you get your food. Can I do that? 
And then where, where do I buy the equipment? So he, he looked for equipment that was called sunk. Sunk cost in accounting is, is still good condition, but, but no value anymore to the company. So they were able to buy uh, old models that still worked. So they bought old, old models that worked, and then people lined up. Oh, let, let's remove the air conditioning. Don't remove the chairs. Let them line up, but we'll bring down the cost for $50. Thousands of people in that part of India, their cataracts were removed for only $50. He solved the problem, made a difference on his, on his community. What are you doing? Sitting down all day? What's your creativity? Just cleaning the front yard? Maybe you can do something else. Oh, maybe you can create a system to clean the front yard faster, right? Faster. Then after you do it faster, then, then now what? Why don't you learn something? Because we have the capacity to learn. In the image of God, man is an intelligent being. Adam named the creatures of the earth. He named them. You know how many species there are? Around 7 million. 7 million species on the earth and we are not done. Modern science is not done naming all the creatures of the earth. Not done. But Adam finished it. Can you imagine? What, what do you call that again? That, that, that insect? What, what's that? And this one? What's this? Oh, oh, that one was... He gave a name for everyone. Tayo nalilito pa. Ano bang bubuyog? You know, children today haven't seen a bubuyog. One of my professors said, he was so surprised when, when, when a carabao passed by, by uh, his house and his children were looking out and they're teenagers already. It's the first time they saw a carabao. He said, there's something wrong here. <laughs> We have to exercise the creative powers. The power of the mind is largely untapped, friends, because we make excuses. And what? We glorify our ignorance. We just spite others who know better because we're insecure. Why not just open the book and start reading something? And then another thing, and another thing, and another thing. Why not, instead of spending hundreds of hours on Facebook, why not go to some place where there are videos that does actually real lectures that can make you learn? So you learn something. The mind is largely untapped because we try to shield ourselves. There's comfort in the ignorance now. And we spike those who are intelligent. Instead of just forgetting about them and just saying, what can I create? What can I learn that I can create that can improve creation? We must use our minds, the creative powers to glorify God and to spread his kingdom. To spread his kingdom. And lastly, we must nurture the earth. Hey, plant and grow trees. How many of you this year have planted a tree or at least been in, influenced others to plant a tree? Raise your hand. Okay, I will ask this once again in December, all right? <laughs> I expect everyone to plant at least one tree and nurture it. Okay? I know you, you have kasambahay, you're so busy, you just ask them. At least you were influenced. O may isa kang kasambahay, ikaw. Di dalawa, dapat dalawang puno. 
One is to one, right? Is that okay? Hey, we have to apply what we learn. This is minimal application one tree. Okay? Okay, look at the person beside you and you say, I'll check that by December. Okay? One tree. Okay, okay. We, we plant trees. We have to learn to grow food. We have to grow food. And let us try our best to reduce waste. It's very difficult. I tried reducing plastic in my life. It's really difficult. But we have to do at least a little bit every, every now and then reducing the waste. And please, make the place clean. You know, I, I applaud this administration. Take note, I am apolitical. I'm not endorsing. If you find me in YouTube praying for somebody, it's out of being ethical. You know, people like to take pictures and you know, you know, the pastor there endorsed me. Uh, not necessarily. I just prayed for them. Now, but I'd like to say this, that I am so pleased to see the Pasig River clean. I'm so pleased. And the effort in Manila Bay, I am so pleased about that. One time I brought home two thick books. The Lee Kuan Yew Memoir. And one of the things that he said there was first it had to be clean. Because a clean surrounding helps the mind. There's a, he saw a correlation between cleanliness and success. And I believe in that. If you live in a place that is not clean, it will affect the way you think. Success is correlated with cleanliness. God is a God of order. Try to do natural farming. If you can't, try to do urban farming. If you live in, a, in the city, try to buy plants where, it, where food grows. Okay? Oh, yeah. If not, you can buy from me. I'll, I'll make it for you. Just order. You want, you want tomato? You want calamansi? I, I can make it. Or some of us here can actually make it because we live in farms. But it's different if you, you in the morning when you wake up and you get something. You know, my kasamba is always happy when I said, I need chili. She just walks outside and gets chili. I say, uh, can you find me this? She tries to find it in the farm. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Before I just said, plant gabi. The simplest thing, right? <laughs> and it just grows. My, my, wonderful land. We have to do natural farming or urban farming. We must take responsibility of the earth. Take responsibility of the earth. Do our small part. And let us help spread the kingdom of God. Let us use this creative power. God is an artist. He has put that image within us as well. Let us create something beautiful. Let's create something functional. Let us nurture the earth. And let us spread the kingdom of God. How? Well, this is about the earth. Jesus Christ is about the earth and about eternity. We also want to share Christ. Christ died for people, for us. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let us pray. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Lord, there is so much untapped potential within your people. 
We pray, Father, remove the barriers of the mind. Remove the barriers of the emotions. And we pray, teach us to manifest your glory, your image to this world. Lord, all creation awaits the manifestation of your children. So we pray, O oh Lord, use the simple life we have. We have one life, and we have only so many years. Teach us to value our time. Teach us to invest it in, in the powers you have given us. In your image, to put things in order, to create, recreate. To, do, to make something beautiful out of something that is not. Something that is pleasing. Something functional that will help your other children. Thank you, Lord. Teach us to take care of the earth so that the earth may continue to take care of us. Be honored and be glorified. Let us all rise. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. And God's people say, Palapakan natin ang Panginoon.